We're gonna, microphone can be nice and close. So if you want to lean on the table, that's okay. However, whatever feels comfortable. Okay. Right. So. You ready? I'm, I'm excited about I'm this I'm so one. ready. Okay. You ready? Hit me. If you have ever ordered the Happy Meal just for the toy, collected those toys for upwards of a year, and then arranged them into your own personal audience so you can practice your imaginary TED Talk. You are a student of awesomeology. <laughs> You've definitely <laughs> done that. <laughs> yep. I'm not saying I haven't done that. <laughs> Welcome, fellow awesomeologists to Awesomeology, the show where we find awesome things and dish them up just for you. I'm Sue. And I'm Vince. In this episode, we have our very first guest, Mark Voles. Welcome, Mark, to the show. Thank you. We'll get to your credentials in just a moment. But, uh, Do we have time for his credentials? It's that's half the show. Okay, you are <laughs> just gonna be a list. very it, overqualified. A <laughs> yes, you are overqualified for the job of being a guest on the podcast, especially because in the last episode. Now you haven't heard this yet because in recording, in real time and production time are two very different things. So right. we've already recorded an episode, but the world hasn't heard it yet. Right. But and we realized you wouldn't have heard it even though we wanted you to hear it yeah. mm-hmm. before yeah. you came. And a sneak peek in that, <laughs> that episode is Sue basically told our listening audience that all they had to do to be on the podcast was tell us that they liked us. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got here. That is yes, exactly, that's exactly is how that you not got true? here. <laughs> and also, I am very glad that you're with us today sitting down in the studio because... <laughs> I went to Google to make sure I had your official title correct. And the first thing that popped up as I'm ty- typing Mark Voles was Mark Voles obituary. <laughs> I, I knew there was another Mark Voles out there. Um, I didn't know he passed away. So yes. a, a couple at least. So Well, we wish them all the best. Yes. Mm-hmm. And their families. Mm-hmm. We are... <laughs> Very pleased that the current Mark is still with us. I, I, my heart skipped a beat when I saw yes. that. <laughs> Should be a really weird way to find out yeah. that I passed away. Right, yes. right. Yes. It's like an M. Night Shyamalan mm. movie. Yeah. We'd have to be like, he said he wanted to do yeah. the podcast. <laughs> is so it I, us? Is it our fault? <laughs> so, to your credentials, you are currently the Relationship Development Officer for Corporate Central Credit Union. Uh, You are a longtime credit union believer, that much I know, and a development educator graduate. We've talked about that program a little on the podcast. Uh, Participant in both the Wisconsin Innovation Program and the Filene Innovation Program. And most importantly, as noted, a fan of the podcast. Yes, and I have another credential that uh, I did, I previewed for you yesterday and let you know that Mark is the, Mark is the reason I know if there is a visiting team coming <laughs> 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 to play either the Brewers or Packers, 
marks the main reason I know when the other team loses. <laughs> because he is the first person to say something about it on social media. So, And he, he will frequently suggest that that other team perhaps return from whence they came. <laughs> In not so plight of words. Yes. And <laughs> so that is, for somebody who doesn't watch sports, that's really all I need to know, that it is time for them to go home. <laughs> so thank you and for that. You're too. welcome. Thank you if, for your if service. If they win while they're here, then they can stay and celebrate. But otherwise, <laughs> they, they, they got to go. Because <laughs> we have to celebrate. Exactly. Right. Kay. Right. And they're not invited. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. So we, uh, we have a lot to get to. But so much. Before we get to the main show part, just a heads up for you, Mark. We we're starting a new segment. We're still arguing about the. We're definitely not disagreeing. We're definitely about not the disagreeing name about the name of the segment. But uh, so so far, I'm calling it creative soup. So this we'll get to this. So keep this in the back of your mind, where we present the audience with just something awesome. It could be a recommendation. It could be an experience you had that you either want to recommend or just share with the world. could be a thought, a whatever. So that's yes. coming. I'm just agreeing with you. Don't look at me like that. Th- well, I said we're I not disagreeing. Like Definitely not Listen, disagreeing. I don't like it when we argue in front of company. Okay. So don't <laughs> argue with me. Is that how that works? <laughs> so I shouldn't start the argument? Yeah. Oh. Or, or engage. Oh, at all. okay. 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 Anyway. Fine. So like I said, we have a lot to get to. Now, so you sent over, you, m- your ears must have been ringing yesterday because we were talking about, okay, th- like we did some, we did a little research, mm-hmm. a little stalking on the internet. Right, a little you. creepy, creepy yeah. internet stalking. Yeah. So we were... <laughs> We were comparing notes on that, and then you sent us an entire timeline of your credit union life. And we're like, oh, he, his ears must be ringing. <laughs> he knows we're talking about him. <laughs> so on that specific timeline, there, there's an event that we are going to save for last. It is the thing that you saved for last okay. as well. So we're going to build up to that. Right. Teaser. Spoilers. You have to listen to the end to find out mm-hmm. the really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So, before we get to the before we get to that timeline, though, for for our friends who may not know what Corporate Central is, just give us real brief. What's Corporate Central? What do you do there? I love that I'll start with what Corporate Central is because I still am trying to find out exactly what I'm supposed to be doing at Corporate Central. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I just like to think of it's all other duties assigned and it's anything <laughs> That's your and whole everything. Job. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. okay. uh, to jump back to what Corporate Central is, so we are the credit union for credit unions. So we do products and services um, and educational pieces for our credit unions. Uh, started off here in Wisconsin, but now we've branched off. We have 24. Uh, we cover 24 states. So we're looking for 25 and and beyond, um, but they can range from any products and services from cash delivery services, uh, item processing services, all the other ancillary things that not a lot of 
people within even the credit union movement know about, but we are really the back end day-to-day kind of facilitators of a lot of products and services that give credit unions, uh, small, mid-sized, and large credit unions, access to do what they're supposed to be doing is helping your members. So not short of a sentence, that's still working on that delivery, but it's it's getting better. It's good. No, it's good. Mm-hmm. And so in your other duties as assigned, can you explain to us what some of those various assundry duties are? Yes. So one of the big uh, parts of my job is to go meet with our members here in the state of Wisconsin. I only cover this state of Wisconsin. We have only, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> only, uh, well, we do have a couple other reps that cover, uh, Iowa and Illinois and Minnesota and basically the Midwest and, uh, another rep that covers Michigan and Ohio and we're kind of all over the place. And then one that calls out nationally. So wow. we can do business with any credit union, any size all over the United States if need be. Luckily, I get the luxury of being here in Wisconsin where we do have uh, a good majority of our members and a very good reputation of what we do. Um, So what I like to look at my job is to, I'm the facilitator of existing and new products and services and basically now anything credit union related. So uh, I get to attend a lot of credit union events through the Wisconsin Credit Union League, CUNA, Q's, and Filene, um, and when things come up and I'm talking with credit unions, I get to share that information with them where they might not have had that introduction to that, that topic. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, take you back. Let's take you back a little bit in time and talk about how you got into credit unions. Is that where we want to start? I know I'm reading, I literally am reading your notes, and I already don't understand where we are. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I'm good at my job. Yes. Yes. Yep. Also, for all the way from the beginning. Yes. Up to, up to your start in credit unions. So walk us through, little Marky Mark. <laughs> little, little baby Mark. <clears throat> little. So little baby Mark was actually adopted from the Philippines. Um, I came over when I was a baby, obviously. Um, <laughs> grew up in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, a suburb of Milwaukee, and went to school there. Um, graduated from high school. Uh, went to, did five years uh, at UW-Whitewater with a degree in finance and uh, minor in poli-sci. Um, graduated at the best time ever of awesome spring of 2009, where uh, unemployment was at pretty much <laughs> the complete opposite of what it is now. So it was uh, definitely an experience going through that and uh, knowing exactly kind of what happened uh, coming from the academic and hearing and basically getting real-time education on that, which was just, it, it really set the groundwork of things might not be okay going <laughs> forward. So you yeah. should always be weary of this. Here's um, your diploma. <laughs> Good luck with all that. That, yep. that was pretty much it. And it was interesting because I had a lot of friends that were older that had position that got jobs right when they graduated in 07 and 08, and then unfortunately got let go for mm. whatever reason. So it was it was bad for quite some time. Luckily, I was I was really looking for a job for about seven months my senior year, um, and then finally got a job 
not in my field. Um, luckily, it was through networking through where my sister was actually working at U.S. Food Service. So this kind of all ties into the whole networking kind of thing and why it's good to never burn any bridges and <laughs> be nice to literally everybody you meet because you never know when you're going to see them again. That's uh, foreshadowing into a little bit story <laughs> in a little bit. But um, then went to work at a – left that job at – it was U.S. Food Service – then left that job to go to a uh, a 401k retirement call center, which, again, that was in 2000, 2011, so everyone was still not back where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. And if anybody had a 401k that got hampered by the 2009 debacle and everything else, uh, they weren't happy when they were calling in. So it was interesting to hear all these stories of, I have to work like three, four more years because of what happened. Well, I'm this 23-year-old snot-nosed kid. I was like, <laughs> I'm just trying to help you what you need to be doing. So uh, took that experience. I finally got a job in finance as a commercial lender. Um, and don't persecute me for this, for a uh, commercial, or a, sorry, a community bank in southeast Wisconsin. So I am a reformed banker. Um, <laughs> That's good. They weren't that bad. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. So I'll, I'll get to it so, well in a in a little bit, but they they weren't that bad going into it, and it was really customer oriented. We're here to help them. Um, in that position, did all other duties assigned. So I was also, uh, in addition doing commercial loans, I was helping out fix the ATM basically every day, <laughs> um, and doing all the other stuff. Um, but was there for a couple of years, uh, really enjoyed it, really enjoyed the people that I was working with. But as many other places, that kind of uh, environment changed and things kind of started to change and they just didn't go in. Uh, we're really here to help our community. It, it, it changed, I wouldn't say overnight, but there was a changing of guards and it, you kind of saw it and I kind of knew where I was going with it. So I, one of, I hate to say it, my last straws was, uh, I was getting a loan approved. It was, for me, a pretty much a no-brainer. Uh, good debt service ratios, everything everything any commercial lender would want. The only caveat was the reason they were doing it, and uh, I know it wasn't because of the age of the gentleman, but it, it didn't help that. Um, so they turned out, well, they approved that loan, but they didn't approve it to where we were able to help them. We basically took bucket A and put it in bucket B. So it didn't really help anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I was like, all right, I kind of want to get out of here. And then luckily my friend from middle school reached out to me on LinkedIn, who I actually ran into a couple times out and about in Milwaukee, um, was like, hey, we're looking for a commercial lender over at Guardian Credit Union. I was like, Oh, I'm a commercial lender. <laughs> so hey, timing, that's me. timing just worked out perfectly. I went over to Guardian, and that kind of takes me into the timeline a little bit that I sent you guys. Um, so I got to do manage the entire commercial loan portfolio for about two two years ish, and then uh, got the position over at uh, corporate. So, and then that's how I got here. Ta-da! Yes. Excellent. So you, so you were you started as a commercial lender at what age? 
Uh, I was about 25 years old when I started with Okay, and so you were, when you met with other commercial lenders, certainly the oldest, right? Um, <laughs> yes. That's what I thought. <laughs> so we always had a, it was usually a tag team, and I, uh, my old co-worker said, you'd always have to bring the gray hair with you, otherwise they're not going to care. And so I was like, oh, okay, so I just need to grow my own gray hair. Yeah, right. well, I don't know if you can... You can't tell over the podcast, but I don't really have any gray hair yet, so. So time, maybe maybe in a ten or twenty years, you'll be able I'm to go back to commercial like 30, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm good though. I don't, I I love doing it, but I don't think I could ever go back. <laughs> I think gray is like that's one of the new trends for hair colors. Yeah, he like, could just get color it. it. You could you just, just get it colored. Get it colored. I, I'm colored. good. I, <laughs> I'm I'm in the slim shady era, so I did dye my hair blonde <laughs> when. Uh, that happened, so I I don't look good with tight hair. I just I really and I think we burned all the pictures too. So Ooh, oh, that's mm. sad. We're not above photoshopping. Curtains, okay, <laughs> that's fine. To make it look, we'll just take Guy Fieri's hair and yeah. put it on you. And if that, I think that'll be a good look. <laughs> so you got into credit unions, so that that puts you at. 27-ish, 26-ish, 27-ish? Uh, I was 30 when I started at Guardian. Oh, okay. Okay. Gosh, you're old. Yep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you should talk. <laughs> wow, you're not supposed to say that. That's not how this goes. That's not how this game is played here. So you went, if you went since you went straight from the community bank, which also P.S. as the... As the smaller cousin, um, mm-hmm. we maintain some love yeah. for the community yeah. bank. Um, what, having gone straight from banking world to credit union world, what did you know about credit unions before you started? <laughs> to be honest, I knew nothing about credit unions. When I first started talking to them, uh, and my buddy, who unfortunately didn't do the greatest job of uh, talking exactly what the difference was, um, I, I did a lot of research, and that research was wrong. Really? <laughs> so huh. going into it, it was all I knew was they're just not taxed. That was pretty much it. And Kay. I was like, well, a credit union. And I, I also thought that you couldn't become a member of a credit union. And that made me think, I was like, why? How do you not, how do you be a member of it, and you can do business? It just didn't make too much sense with, to me. So I I got a somewhat decent education on it when I got to Guardian, um, but really in 2016 when I went to the Wisconsin Credit Union League convention, that was when my whole kind of eyes opened up. I was like, whoa, this is a uh, <laughs> This is unique. Let's let's see what this is all about. And that's that's where. And I hate to say I drank the Kool Aid, but I drank something, and it probably was an alcoholic I mean, drink. Yeah, but. if you if you went to convention, you definitely <laughs> drank something. Uh, it's funny you should say that because when we sat down with Pat, mm-hmm. um, we got into a conversation about like when when did you drink the Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was roundly agreed that probably convention mm-hmm. for that first experience at convention is the thing that opens people's eyes and 
becomes like, like there's your before the first time you go to convention and you yep. after you go to convention. Yeah. So, yeah. Just that's that. very confirming for us. Really, we we wanted you to drive up, drive all this way so you could tell us we were right, Mark. So <laughs> we're done here. <laughs> that's okay. that's all. That's what most of my job is too. <laughs> and I just drove up to Duluth on Monday, so okay. This was this was an easier drive. <laughs> okay, good, good. That, we just like <laughs> confirmation. That's what matters. So let's see. I'm looking now. I'm looking at your timeline. You crashed. You crashed convention that year. Yes. 2016. Tell, why don't we tell us a little bit about what what is a, what's the crasher program and what's what's that? Well, we were the great question, we were the <laughs> last crasher program for the Wisconsin Credit Union League. At least they ended up changing that to hype or help young people engage um, later that year. So it was it was bringing I. I want to say 20 young professionals in the state of Wisconsin together to go through this like super aggressive course from literally the start of the convention to the end. And you really don't get a lot of breaks um, and other things to go do things. You have a schedule that you really follow. And it's really interesting that you get to uh, talk to the speakers like in a one-on-one like conversation. So uh, the, the two big ones that I really took away from was meeting Mark Meyer. Well, sorry, three. I'll back up a little bit. So uh, Brett Thompson with the Wisconsin Credit League president um, shared a story on his first couple times being uh, working with credit unions. The one big story that always is always in the back of my mind is uh, how he was able to help a credit union approve a loan rather than what usually it is, where it's like, well, how do we how do we decline this loan? So hearing that story, it just kind of was like, okay, I, I think I kind of get this. Um, but jumping off that, um, getting introduced to Mark Meyer, the CEO of uh, Filene, um, and then hearing from Molly Bell from, uh, she now works for ENT, or ENT Credit Union in Colorado, but she was at uh, CUNA before, um, so hearing from those speakers that were on stage and asking them questions and being very intimate with us and giving us tips and things on what we should be doing to help better our careers um, and help the credit union movement in general, um, just hearing from industry leaders, it was just, I, I never thought going into my working career that I'd ever have an opportunity like that. And that really is what sprung all of these other things that I ended up getting into. So you didn't, <coughs> what you didn't do is uh, bide your time. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you went headlong, did you not, into the credit union industry. You are a, like a, you seem like a curious go-getter. I don't know the right way to say what I think you are, I, other than awesome. I think curious is probably a good good definition of that. Um, I also like to think that I'm sometimes an idiot and that I just ask because I'm used to being told no so much <laughs> that all of a sudden everyone started saying yes. And then it was like, oh, no, how am I going to get all this stuff done? <laughs> so it's uh, don't always always bite off more than you chew. But if you do, you'll find a way to get all of it done. It might not always be up to the most high standards that you probably want. 
Um, but going through at least the, the wild program here in the state of Wisconsin, okay is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but you're okay. Listen, <laughs> first of all, uh, your project for wild was not just okay. It was great. Right. So, uh, and I told, I was telling Vince a little bit about it cause he didn't get to be mm-hmm. at, and I was lucky enough to be able to in that, to be able to be in that program with you, yep. not on your team, but on a different team. And, um, it was, first of all, let's sort of describe because that program very much like I3, mm-hmm. I3 though, more intense, longer cycle. But uh, let's talk about briefly the WILD program because we do want to talk about your project, okay. mm-hmm. especially since you just bagged on it. Now yeah. we have to <laughs> turn that around and like tell people how cool it was. <laughs> so what is the WILD program? So what the WILD program, it's uh, many, and I'm going through the I3 program, it's, it's very, very similar. Um, it's just not as, as long. Um, but you're basically trying to find a solution for a problem for either credit unions or communities in the state of Wisconsin. Um, so our team and, and we, we danced around so many topics and I think every group did, and we're doing it right now in I3 where it's there for as great as we probably think we are, we are not as good as we probably think we are, um, that there are still a lot of big issues that aren't being solved and instead of tackling these large issues what are the little pieces Mm -hmm. that we can solve to not not hit this home run but I'll take 50 bunts for a single to win the game it it doesn't matter it it's interesting to kind of everybody wants to be that big innovation well Mm -hmm. You know how long it takes to do that when we could just chip away at these little things that improve people's lives. So Right. Mm-hmm. So the the whole where you start in these innovation programs, it, I think it's a really interesting way. You aren't presented with a problem. We d- it's not like um, like I think you would think of in maybe strategic planning or you know mm-hmm. something like that where, you survey people and they say, here are the things that came up in the survey. And so we have these problems and so solve them. It, they challenge the groups to look at what the problems are mm-hmm. and, and then come, you know, and bring those in. So to actually be in the credit unions and be in the communities and talk about what you're discovering there. So coming at it from that direction your team came up with the like exactly to your point it was a really excellent idea and people really responded to it and for the people that it would touch it would change their lives mm-hmm. but like it's not i don't know it's like it's not the next it's not uh it's not it's not the next iphone moving to mars yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I went a little further than yeah, you, but you it's did. okay. That's it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> so talk about, tell us just a little bit about that project. So while we were going through things, we just kind of noticed uh, there, there are a few things. And one thing we kind of focused in on were life events. And then so we wanted to be like, 
well, what life events isn't there anything out there for? So luckily or unluckily, uh, my parents went through a divorce and me kind of sharing that story um, kind of opened up, well, how, what's out there for people that are going through a divorce? So it was interesting interviewing, well, weirdly interviewing my parents about their divorce 20 odd years later. Um, but it was just talking to people and hearing their stories and just hearing how emotional they were and that some things didn't care. And it kind of brought back and there's a back on the podcast, but Hidden Brain does a uh, podcast about tunnel vision, where if you are only focused on one thing, you don't take care of all these other things. Um, so touching on that, it was hearing what they were going through, this very emotional state. You're you're breaking up with somebody that you married and that you were in love with for years, well, hopefully mm-hmm. years, um, and that so usually if there's kids involved, like you just want to take care of the kids. And then regardless of your financial situation, you don't care about that that unfortunately you'll do things or just say yes to things because it's quick and easy and you get back to solving that problem for your kids. Mm -hmm. So the one thing that we kind of took out of that was, well, what can credit unions do to make this process easier? Um, And then also, luckily, uh, my uncle used to be a district attorney for Jefferson County. So I got to, well, we got to interview him and hear Obviously, he didn't disclose anything, but he told us stories about the cases where he had to, he was also the judge too, but um, he told us the stories about like all these divorces and how he would then sometimes see those people in the courtroom later, usually sometimes for financial decisions from their financial institutions. So it was really interesting to see, well, what what from that could we take away to help solve? Um, And then him and a couple other people kind of gave us uh, some insights. Well, you could set them up and do all these things, but who's who's really helping them with that? And the other thing is uh, the lawyers. The lawyers don't really they're, – they're there to do one job is to quickly and effectively split assets and mm-hmm. do it as quickly as possible. Um, and that they aren't really there for financial – or sorry, emotional support or anything else. Because, again, you're going through a very traumatic time, like, (coughs) excuse me, I'm getting over a cold, and luckily I can actually speak on, like, earlier (laughs) this week. Um, But to just jump back on my point of when you're thinking of only a few things that all of the outside world doesn't really matter, um, and that if there's a quick and easy way to help somebody go through that process, as far as what we kind of ended up with was a kind of process, questioning process of getting you a quick and short checklist of exactly what you need to do to put yourself in a better financial position. Because a couple of the other things that we learned was that if, at least from my mom's standpoint, um, if you haven't been in the workforce for quite some time, you don't have any work experience. You need to start working. You don't know how to do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, one thing that we kind of really dove into was what are all the other community outreach things that can help out while you're going through these things so you don't have to tackle it all alone. Yeah, I think, and one of the things that really stuck out to me in your project 
Um, and for personal reasons, and then also because, you know, working with people at the credit union is uh, really having them look look at their accounts and how, what they have to do to split accounts mm-hmm. and how, like, some of the lending. And, like, what triggered me um, is that uh, I... I was I got divorced when I was twenty two. Sure, <laughs> that seems right. And um, at the time, we had a loan. Like it was just is like a baby loan, mm-hmm. like a tiny small loan. And um, he was supposed to pay it, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. And it it went months, and I had no idea. No one told me. Like it yep. was in the divorce decree. No one told me that we're both on the loan. It's going against my credit, even though he's supposed to be paying it. Um, also, P.S. He didn't care if he ruined my credit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and at you know, 22, with a one-year-old, and just like first having to, I was in school at the time, and I was working full time at the time, and to like suddenly out of nowhere be in collections for what <laughs> like now I can look at and say like I could pay that off if yeah. if I was presented with that debt right now I could pay it off this week but at 22 yeah not expecting it like it was horrific and I ended up like I was I was so angry and I was angry at the credit union mm-hmm. at the time because it was the first time I was hearing about like I blamed them even though it wasn't their fault. Yeah. Uh, so, and then, like, reverse that and then go and work at a credit union and have to have that same conversation with people mm-hmm. and, and to be able to go, like, no, I you, I get that you're angry. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, you're angry, and you're angry because you're coming from a place of like, everything has gone wrong. Yeah. And all, like... To your point, like either you're just thinking, what am I going to do to eat? What am I going to do to feed my kids? Uh, You're not thinking like you and I as a credit union person and a member have to work this thing out. Why would you care? (laughs) And and to jump off your story, that's we we heard so many stories. You didn't know until it was too late for a couple of the people we interviewed. They're like, yeah, I didn't I didn't apply for a loan or a mortgage until like three or four years later, well, that stuff's already done. Like, you, and, and then it, then it then takes so much time to clean clean that up. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. if you're thinking like, oh, it's just easy to do this. Like, no, it's not. Yeah, and and it stinks because yeah. it takes you it takes you right back to that same spot yep. of like you thought you were done with that. You thought like you were. Like everything negative that that other person was going to bring to you, you thought it was over, and then all yep. of a sudden, you know, now you have to think about them. You have to be angry at them again. <laughs> you don't have to, but in my experience, that's what you do. <laughs> so, yes. So that, like, to your point, not a earth-shattering project, but something so important for the moment that mm-hmm. people need it. And really, I don't know, you know, when you guys did your research 
one of the things we had to do as part of our research is to look and see if there are other programs out there. Mm-hmm. D- did you find anything at all like it? We didn't find. So what we found, and we kept finding it, it was just, it was a big laundry list of things that a lawyer would say, this is all the stuff you need to do. And it would all be tied to assets. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't be, hey, I need to go tell my kids school that we're getting divorced. So let's say if unfortunately something should happen, you don't send them home with that other person if there was a domestic abuse or anything. So it was just interesting to hear that these people, yes, there's resources. And the other thing we found out was um, for some reason, divorces were contagious. So like in friends group, if one, one person got divorced, like it went around and then they, the only knowledge they would get is from each other. So you don't necessarily know or trust all of your friends' information. And for sometimes, <laughs> it's not consistent. So one thing's not going to be the same for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to kind of hear all these stories of, yeah, I got all this from Karen. That's just where, where it all started. <laughs> and then you find out, well, maybe that information was wrong. But now with the Internet, like, there's really nothing out there except these lists that, that lawyers and attorneys put up there, which, again, just really help them. Right. Makes their job easier. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's crazy to think that because it's such a, like, it's not like we invented divorces last year. No. They, it's something that people have been dealing with a long, long, yep. long time, and no one has gone, ah, that, that yeah. seems wrong. Well, and that's the thing. It's this. It, this thing's not going to make credit unions money. Mm-hmm. What it's going to do is make a lifelong member right. of their credit union, and they're going to be their biggest advocates of saying, "Hey, I was, lack of better words, down and out. Like I didn't know what to do, but I didn't know I was going to get emotional support for my credit union." Right. So that's one cool thing that we uh, we ended up kind of hearing about, and through all the surveys and everything. It was interesting, even the people that weren't divorced or not even married or anything, and they're like, I didn't know that there's so many life changes that you need to go through while getting divorced. But if you think about it, that life event could be anything. Mm-hmm. And it also could be compounded by the fact that there are certain life changes that uh, if you are predisposed to becoming predisposed to getting divorced it will spur that divorce mm-hmm. so like a chronic illness or you know addiction there, there are so many things that you're already in a bad place mm-hmm. and then here's this whole other thing that's going to you know basically spiral you so we're really keeping this nice and light aren't we yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well and I guess that's the other thing about trying to being a part of wild in the i3 program uh, some of the conversations that we have, they are not nice. They're like, there's a lot of things out there that are pretty still, to be honest, really sad that we don't have solutions to these things. Mm-hmm. And it, it's cool to be a part of all of this. It's, and I'm not going to be the one to solve all of these issues. But as we all collectively start thinking this way, who's not to say that these things are going to be eradicated in 10, 15 years? Right, right. 
And I, I don't think you should sh- sell yourself short. You might actually be the person. I don't think I'm going to. You don't think you have I that like kind to of set time? The, I like to set the bar low. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not going to get anything else done for maybe the next 10 or 15 years. <laughs> He's just going to coast. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we talked about your Wisconsin Wild Project. Can you, I don't know where you are in the process right now. Can you talk about your I3 project, your your filing project? I, I wish I could. Okay. Um, so we're, no. we're still in the early stages of it, so we're in the research kind of portion of it. Okay. Um, I guess the few things I probably can share um, is that it's really focused on filing's uh, research on what the 21st century credit union is going to look like. Um, And then one of our topics that we ended up talking about was um, income volatility. So taking a look at for people that are trying to budget and do the right things, that that income isn't always consistent amongst from month to month. So, Mm -hmm. for instance, if you're Mm -hmm. making overtime or for whatever Mm -hmm. reasons, your health insurance is getting bumped up and now that's all changing. Um, so we're, we're really in the beginning stages of really what we're trying to tackle on that. Um, I wish I could share more, but that's just kind of where we but are. But you have to right know now. things first, yeah. right? Yes, <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's really interesting. Just yesterday, maybe? Yeah, just yesterday, I made myself a note because I came, I came across an article. Oh, no, actually, what I came across was that I le- a filing through one of the projects they're piloting right now, I can't remember the name of it, but it is meant to address some of the issues of working in a gig economy. Mm -hmm. And I saw, it just was a little blurb on a blog post they had, and that sort of got my brain thinking, like, what what are we doing as credit unions? Mm -hmm. I mean, especially thinking about what lending standards look like and those kinds of things to help people who are working that way. Yep. And, and when you say gig economy, you mean? People who are doing things like, um, I guess, thinking about driving for Uber or Lyft are the two that right. mm-hmm. first come to yeah. mind. So basically are choosing these really flexible jobs. Freelancer, right. if you will. Yep. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, and it just there's this increase of those sort of gig jobs it's great for the company because there's a whole lot of overhead that that company doesn't have to pay mm-hmm. and they can mobilize a lot more people when they're not mm-hmm. paying that kind of overhead, but it doesn't address some of the things that people need, like health insurance, right. <laughs> for example. <laughs> yep. um, and like traditional lending standards are real, you know, are around having consistent income mm-hmm. and having a W-2 and having, you know, being able to provide that proof of income. So, you know, you could be making, you could be working for Lyft and making, I don't know if you actually make good money working for Lyft, but you could be making decent money working for Lyft, making more than you would delivering for Pizza Hut. Um, but because you can't prove, you would, mm-hmm. you would need like tax returns. Mm-hmm. Right. So you couldn't work for Lyft for five months. <laughs> And be making great money and be able to buy a new car because you would need tax returns to show what you're yep. what you were making. So like it's just this whole change in the way the economy 
seems to be moving, probably is moving. I'm not a futurist, but <laughs> I don't think we're going back to working at uh, working at the mill for 45 years and then retiring with a big fat pension. Right. I might be wrong. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> and Filene actually just piloted a program with the shared income agreement, where uh, the loan repayment is based off what you made. So then you're not really living, hopefully not paycheck to paycheck, but like you're not being gouged or and having to make a decision on whether or not I can go get McDonald's or eat ramen that night. Right. It's to, it's to give you better access to to what you made. So. It's interesting on exactly where that's kind of going because without being in this project um, and a part of the strategic plan for Corporate Central Credit Union, I don't think I've ever would have thought of like, oh yeah, what are these other people going to do? And that's going to be such a huge part of our economy in the future Mm -hmm. that right now I I don't think we have a solution for those people. Right. Right. Well, and we know know there are a lot of things that are going to change and increasingly – uh, they talk, I mean, we, we've sort of, we're, I think, maybe moving out of that period where people are talking about automation being mm-hmm. the thing that replaces people and now moving into AI replacing people. Mm-hmm. And so as, as increasingly that stuff starts to, uh, you know, be on the upswing, then you will see people looking for non-traditional jobs and then everything about the economy it has to evolve or else it doesn't serve the people mm-hmm. in the that are actually participating in it so so that's i'm thinking i'm going to be writing a blog post about okay. like trying to figure out that gig economy thing so i'm glad we talked about it <laughs> cool thanks for making my job easy mark you're welcome that's so, what i'm here for yeah, what I called you here for. <laughs> it said all other duties assigned. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Do everyone's job. Do everyone else's job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. fine. That's fine. So the big, uh, this is a ham, this is going to be my ham handed transition. Okay. The big thing that we talked about, first of all, when I asked you to be on the podcast, again, to remind everyone, just because you listened to the podcast, <laughs> but also because I knew you and liked you, yep. and I knew you were a smart guy who had a lot to say. Um, one of the things, I, so I asked you to tell me what to- kind of topic you wanted to talk yeah. about, and you wanted to, a lot of what we already talked about, like the opportunities that getting into the credit credit, credit union movement have afforded you, and um, <coughs> we and we got down to sort of the uh, going, staying with the idea of opportunity. Mm-hmm. But what I think is more like big O opportunity is not uh, the same thing that merely. I don't want to say merely. I can't find a great way to say this. Here's the point. Uh, having a job is an opportunity, Mm -hmm. right? Having an employer that you can learn from and move forward and all of that stuff, that's an opportunity. Um, But ultimately, the opportunity, some of the opportunities you have seized as part of the credit union movement are more big O opportunities Mm -hmm. in my mind. So 
one of the ones we, well, where I'm trying to get you to <laughs> is to get you to talking about this trip to the Philippines because that that is such a big journey. Mm-hmm. And I've been really stressing about finding the way to get us here in this conversation. So here's <laughs> how I'm going to do it. Let's just talk about that. <laughs> that was a very, very good transition. Thanks. Thanks. Smooth we're, like we're silk. Great at transitions. <laughs> yes. So the, the foreshadowing I was mentioning before was kind of, so I went through the credit union development education program in 2018. Sorry, I'm blanking on the dates. It says, um, it says November 2018. Yep. And just real quick before you go ahead, um, who's the best class? Uh, November 2018. Okay. The best class just, ever. Just checking. <laughs> that's not what Pat told us, but that's fine. Oh, that's, <laughs> you're hearing it here first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I went through uh, that program, and one thing that uh, really opened up my eyes is how big an international credit unions are. Um, so uh, I'll jump back to specifically when uh, we were talking about the international credit union movement, um, and Kathy Cartier from, uh, I'm blanking on her credit union name. I know she's from Connecticut, but she was a mentor during the program. She was telling me about or telling the group about how she went back to the CUDE program um, in the Philippines with Pat, actually. Um, so I was talking to her about that, and it was just, like, I wouldn't say a heartbreaking moment, but, like, I kind of teared up a little bit because the way she was describing the people back in the Philippines, and I was like, I then told her, I was like, well, I was adopted from the Philippines. I've never really tried to go find out more about them. Like, I knew I had it still have a really, really good life here, and I'm very blessed on where I am. Um, but that kind of, like, laid the groundwork of maybe maybe you go look and kind of see things. And uh, thanks to Kathy about sharing that story of, like, all right, you're describing me, but you don't know me, and I've <laughs> never been back to the Philippines. So has this always been just instilled in me? Um, so just doing a little bit of research, I was like, all right, they're kind of like me, or I'm like them, whichever way you want to take it. Um, but then at the CUNA GAC, uh, I was at another CUDE uh, uh, luncheon and ran into uh, Constantine, who kind of covers the CUD program out in the Philippines. Um, well, talking to him about it, he's like, yeah, I'll be... Uh, I'll be back in September to do the CUD program here in, in well, Madison, Wisconsin. So I was like, oh, great. That'd be awesome. Just let me know when you're coming in. I'd love to, like, go grab lunch or hang out with you for a little bit. Um, well, they were looking for mentors for that, so I ended up mentoring his class, not him, um, but another great group, which was the Curd Nerds, um, which was – a great Wisconsin name, so I was really, really (laughs) proud of them for coming up with that one. Um, But just talking to him about that, and then uh, randomly just saw a post on social media about they're doing a CUD program in the Philippines, and then kind of started to lay the groundwork of, all right, this isn't going to be like a week thing, like it's going to take a while for me to get there and back, and also to uh, possibly set up a trip from my orphanage that I was from um, to see if I obviously want to, I'm already there, so I might as well just kind of. You're in the neighborhood. I was, yeah, I was was just going to stop in and see. 
that. So finally asked corporate, and they said, yes, you can have the two weeks uh, uh, vacation to go go do your thing. We love that it's for credit unions and anything, and let us know if we could help in any way. But um, I guess through all that process, it was kind of interesting just talking with my family and uh, specifically my sister on everything because she she went back to the Philippines in 2017, and she was kind of sharing the story of going to the agency, Holt International, uh, where we were all placed, and they have all the information. Unfortunately, my parents didn't have a lot of information on us. They were very supportive, and they actually kind of tried to push us towards it, but I I knew who I was and where I was, and mm-hmm. I never really wanted to reach out on that, but knowing that I'm going to go back, I was like, I might as well start doing this. Well, I was talking to my brother and sister and the rest of my family about this, and it was interesting, and I, I wished when we first started talking uh, I did submit all of the information to hopefully get all of my back-end information, which unfortunately I didn't get yet, but I will absolutely share that with you guys <laughs> once ever I get it. Um, but just talking to my parents, so I, for some reason, changed the story or just heard the story wrong of when I was born or adopted. So originally my thought, uh, my story was that I was adopted before I was born. My mother gave me up so she could go to college. Um, and then my adoptive mother, or my mom, came and picked me up and took me back to the U.S. Um, well, apparently, uh, talking to my mom about this, uh, I was with my birth mother for a month before I was put up for adoption. So it's, I know it doesn't make too much difference, um, but it's just interesting as... She at least kept me alive for a month before she sent me and put me into a, a private adoption or private orphanage rather than a state-ran orphanage um, where things weren't weren't as good. They were still mm-hmm. good, but they're not as good. But um, just hearing that and getting a little bit more details, it gets me more interested of like, all right, so what really happened and how does all of this, again, it doesn't really change anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm talking to a lot of people about this, it's interesting that they don't, uh, I don't necessarily have someone that I can kind of go to. I did find a network of adoptees here in the state of Wisconsin that kind of have a Facebook group, um, and talking to obviously my brother and sister. Um, but it's just, when I'm explaining this, I feel I don't do a great job explaining it to people cause they're like, what do you mean? Like, you don't know your story. But one of the other interesting things my sister was saying is that you have to write a letter to your birth parents. So my birth parents could have been reaching out and trying to find me um, all this 34 years in between. Um, But the agency wouldn't give that information to us or to them unless we both coincidentally said we are going to reach out. So... I'm still waiting for them to give me all of this stuff. Um, I have been dragging my feet on this whole writing my letter to my parents kind of thing. Um, it's all kind of in my head because it's it's basically just my life story. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like I could just, I'll just give them the podcast. Um, <laughs> just send them a link. <laughs> but it, it's just, it's one thing going through this. Um and, and just thinking of all of my life events, it's just bringing back good memories of the people that really changed changed my life to the better and all of the things. And going back and thanking them, um, 
And I know this kind of sad thing that really happened last Sunday when Kobe Bryant passed mm-hmm. away. Um, but Jay Williams had a great, great presentation about just letting things go. Like life is so short and precious that regardless what you're going through, if you have some animosity towards somebody or anything, it it doesn't matter that much. Like, enjoy the life that you're here. We have a very limited time to enjoy it. So um, one thing that I know I've been doing and slowly will be doing in the next couple months is actually writing out letters and giving them to the people that really made a difference in my life because you don't know when that day is going to come when they they can't read that letter. And it's just, <clears throat> excuse me, it's it's amazing how some people go through life and all the negativity that they're going through, but there are definitely people in their lives that they probably wish they could tell them, thank you for doing what you did. This is where I ended up. And I know it might not mean anything to you, but it means the world to me. So that's uh, hopefully I can come back and kind of show you the experiences that I've gotten through and... Uh, it's, it's just interesting that it's touching that all of this is from the credit union mm-hmm. of me leaving the bank and going and working for a credit union in Milwaukee. They change your lives, these it, credit unions. <laughs> and I know, I, I know this, is a, this is a bigger, larger, like, reach story, but, like, everybody else within the credit union probably has a very similar story. Not to, you're going to go find your, you're going to go back to your home country after 34 years. Like... <laughs> There's other things that I hope people can take away from this and tie this. Like, go thank the people that helped mold your family and life. That's really beautiful. One of the things that I remember saying to you, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know if you having like a scratchy throat is making me being like yeah. sympathetically <laughs> have a scratchy throat. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm definitely. I have plenty of cough drops if you want some. I'm <laughs> definitely in, not that empathetic okay. as a person. <laughs> but, you know, one, one of the things I sort of, I was trying to like work around the edges of with you is like, again, this idea that, yes, we've had opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but... When you tell that story, when you tell me that story, it makes me go like, but mine kind of pale in comparison. But Mm -hmm. to hear you talk about it, uh, you know, I think about, um, and I didn't gush at Pat when we had her, a little, I gushed a little at Pat when we had her here. Mm -hmm. But like, I just think about the fact that I've worked for Pat for Mm -hmm. 17 years and like just the fact that she is one of the she was uh certainly the first management person in my life that identified that I had anything worthwhile to contribute right mm-hmm. because not that I didn't have other managers who maybe were good human beings yeah but the industries I was in um what maybe what their other life concerns were, whatever, didn't bring them to the point of being the kind of giving person who would identify that and try and pull it out and give people opportunity that she did. So, you know, 
I just, as you're talking, I'm like, ah, I've been a real jerk about it because they're like, I have had opportunity. Right. And there, mm -hmm. and when you're saying like, go, go be thankful for the people who have been there for you. Like, that's what that makes me think of. And then I will just sit here, Vince, and you can just thank me <laughs> for dragging okay. you out of the gutter <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly how I remember that going. Yeah, just dragged you out of the gutter. Okay. Going <laughs> <laughs> to, to I, I'm the biggest Pat Westenberg fan because she is one of the. Reasons I noticed you're wearing a T-shirt with her face on it. Yes, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> you made it. Or that's what's yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the whole reason why I went to DE is because of her. Because really? first, when I met with her, when I started at corporate, she talked about the DE program. Um, and then, oddly enough, when I was asking corporate to go to DE, she was at Hike the Hill with my CEO, Chris Felton. And Chris, he's like, what's this UDE program? So... <laughs> Her and Chris Morris, basically, the two biggest DE advocates were like, yeah, you need to send him to this. And then it was funny because Chris came back. He's like, I couldn't have said no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's leverage. timing yeah. and opportunity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it was, I, I love Pat to death and, and hope her the best. And it's, yeah, it's, it's. One of the persons that I was going to thank, or I'm going to thank. So spoilers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When does this air? I, <laughs> quick, you don't have a lot of time. Oh, it's okay. a couple of weeks, so you should get that done. <laughs> <laughs> How do we transition out of that? I don't. We. I don't think we do. We just sit here quietly. Okay. Uh, that's. It's such a great story, Mark. I. Mm -hmm. We just really appreciate you sharing that so much, yeah, and we can't no, wait to see what happens from here. And uh, find out more. Me about too. It. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's, what I'm, what sure. I'm hearing is that we are going to have a repeat guest on the yes. podcast. Yeah. Okay. To recap. Yeah. He's our regular third now. He's going to be our <laughs> our third co-host. The third wheel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? He's <laughs> one of the only people who has both said that he liked us and showed up. <laughs> so. Like two. <laughs> it, what's the opposite? <laughs> the opposite of two strikes. It's two, <laughs> two checks for you. Three. It, there must be a sports metaphor. That yeah, I'm, yeah. You're, you're, you're a sports it. guy. Come on. Yeah. I, Three. I, I, I don't know. Well, after the two strikes, I was thinking, I was like, well, it would be like two hits or something. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah two yeah, hits. Three, yeah. Okay. Something. No, no, yeah. There's a better I'll one think out about there. That. Three strikes. We have time but until I come back. Yeah. So. yeah. Three strikes, <laughs> but good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Three anti-strikes. Three anti-strikes. <laughs> <laughs> Three points? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. sure. Touchdown. <laughs> whatever you want it, it is. Okay. Whatever you want it to be. <laughs> okay. Okay. So ham-handedly, let's move on. Okay. Before we get, before we go any deeper. Yeah. He promised me I could get weird, and we, yeah. we like we, we got we, got we just touched, we skimmed across the top <laughs> of getting weird, mm -hmm. and then we were like, we see you, we're gonna come back for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, the segment before the wrap up in our notes. Create. <laughs> I'm I'm sticking with creative soup. I know I, you are. I love it. He came. So he came up with this. I'm you came up with it. The I said it, but then he liked it, and then I didn't like it. 
<laughs> so, but I was, I was very argumentative the last time we recorded. So it just, I just didn't like anything he was doing. So yes, do you have something? Um, I, uh, I'm I'm still recovering from the story. Okay, <laughs> so I had something. I'll I will save it because. Uh, I have a different something now okay. after hearing your story. So, oh, okay. Uh, can I? Oh, I promise. So you don't know this yet, but you will. My last something had to do with my kids. So this one is going to have to do with my kids as well. And I promise they're not all going to have to do with my kids. I'm going to have other <laughs> awesome things. Do you, do you do other things than parent? Is there anything else you do? Mm, probably not. Pro- I mean, primarily. You split your time pretty evenly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the so, it, but the reason I'm taking a uh, the the reason I'm curve curveballing. No, that doesn't seem right either. I'm trying to, I'm failing the sports metaphors today <laughs> heavily. It's not my it's not my audible. Shtick, so. That's You're taking the word an audible. Like, that's the word. Oh, I'm nice work. For. Oh. <laughs> oh man, Kay. that was difficult. So I don't know what that means. Somebody will explain <laughs> it to me later. Cool. Please continue. <laughs> It'll, I will, I'll explain it when I explain football to you for the 700th time. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should. <laughs> Why are they turning around? Are they supposed to turn around? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> but it, it ties very nicely into your message, Mark, mm-hmm. at the end of, of an, end of what you were sharing. So... Uh, yesterday morning, during breakfast, so got uh, woke up, got ready, came downstairs for breakfast, and my son, uh, who's four now, said that he made his bed. But so, which is cool. Like that's great. Uh, but what he said was he made his bed so that mommy wouldn't have to. Aww. Aww. So, you know that means he peed the bed, right? <laughs> he did not, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but so it, it was just this moment where, like, I I mean, he's four, and I went super deep, so maybe it sticks, maybe it doesn't. But I had this brief, deep conversation with him, like, that's really great, and it's really great to think about other people and what you can do for them and he has no idea what's going on and, and I said to him there are some people who never learn that so if mm-hmm. you can figure that out now yeah you're doing really great and it's some of those like, people have really high paying jobs <laughs> <laughs> and and he was just like I'm hungry <laughs> okay. it definitely definitely sunk in that, yeah. that tracks, yeah. that tracks. Yeah. listening to you talk made me hungry dad yeah <laughs> It's great. Can I, I have Cheerios to make the bed every time I'm hungry? Yeah. <laughs> so, there we go. That is lovely. That's a good moment. Do you have? Did you have time to think about it? Do you have something you want to share? Or do you want you want me to go first? Yeah, maybe if you go first, then I'll just jump off of what you're saying. Okay, I, I'm confident you won't because <laughs> it's not going to have anything to do with anything here. Okay. Um. So. I had one. I wanted to talk about Google uh, Google notifications, oh. but I changed my mind. 
because uh, that was what I was prepared for yesterday. I was going to think talk about Google notifications, so maybe we'll get to that. Okay. Um, we'll put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in that because last night I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see an ad for the local uh, movie theater in Rapids. Mm-hmm. And there is a movie that came out in October that is now going to finally make it mm. to the movie theater in Rapids. I have been, I did not know it wasn't going to make it to my local theater, and I had been waiting for it to come out. And it's, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the ads for it, Jojo Rabbit. Have you seen Jojo Rabbit? I have not seen Jojo Rabbit. Have, you have not, have you seen the ads for it or anything? I have a bike, barely, we, I think briefly. we've talked about it. It's Taika Waititi. Oh, yeah, is the yeah. director and writer, and he also plays Hitler, like you do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a story about a little boy in Nazi Germany, and Hitler is his imaginary friend. But then there's also, <laughs> I know, but also his mother is sheltering a little Jewish girl in their house. So I don't know what happens in the end. It looks delightful. And I have been waiting because also I am a big fan of Taika Waititi. I don't know if I ever say his name right, but I'm a big fan of his. So I follow him on like everything. And I've been watching, waiting for it to come out. Mm -hmm. And when it finally was going to come out, I'm like, yes, I'm going to go see it. And then it never came to our theater. Mm -hmm. But now it's been nominated for Oscars. Mm -hmm. And so now it's going to make it to the theater. That's what I'm going to do that this weekend. Having not seen it, I recommend everyone sees it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes a dangerous game, but okay. Right, right. I'm willing to take. I'm willing to take that bet. Okay. Because you like Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Not that also that is directed by completely indicative of his entire <laughs> body of work, but right. yeah. Okay. That's so mine. So Jojo Rabbit is your yes, Jojo Rabbit. creative yes. soup ingredient. Yes. We're still working on all of this. Yes. My, okay. my ingredient would be literal rabbit for the creative soup. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there. Did that help you at all? No, nope. that didn't, didn't Did help not me at all. all. But it, it kind of made me think about something that I have going on next week, though. What you got going on next week? So next Friday, so I do a lot of... Uh, volunteer work for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. So next Friday, I will be at their, well, they call it the wine opener. I call it the, uh, I'm blanking on the reference. Maybe it is the wine. Uh, <laughs> regardless, it's a, it's a food and wine kind of like, like gala-ish kind of thing. Um, so I'll be volunteering for that. But um, usually I'd go do this by myself, but I actually asked people to come with me this time. So um, I guess my one ask or one thing I can suggest other people to do is if you are volunteering, bring your friends and family along with you. It does make it a lot easier, and specifically for this one, you get to volunteer and you get to drink wine and eat food. So for the people that are coming with me, I hope they really enjoy it, and if they don't, at least they get to drink some right. wine and eat some food. Right, nice. Nice. Is that Where is that, in Milwaukee? It's in Milwaukee, yeah. Okay. I mean, we can get there from here. Yeah, it's it's really not that far away. <laughs> you know, I don't want to start a whole topic, 
But a thing that occurred to me this year. <laughs> we are supposed to be going into the wrap-up now. I know. <laughs> a thing that occurred to me this year, we've driven to Milwaukee a couple of times or more over the last couple of years. It suddenly is faster to get to Milwaukee, and I don't know why. It is the same distance away. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like, because I have family in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and we would go there when I was a kid, and it always had to be like a weekend trip yep. at least to go to Milwaukee. But we have day trip to Milwaukee and mm-hmm. somehow survived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really not that bad. Yeah, it's not. Just as long you as you do don't it. get stuck yeah. in traffic. And traffic in Milwaukee is like an extra 10 minutes, so it's... Yeah. It's never really that bad. It's not Chicago traffic. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was all. Okay. See, look how easily I landed you that plane. It. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Speaking of landing the plane, mm-hmm. let's wrap up. Here we are. Boom. So uh, this is your friendly reminder that if we have any links, including, no, we won't be able to do, so it's next Friday is that event. Mm-hmm. So it'll be too late to put the link out. Yeah. Um, but I am confident that we will find some links yep. for for Mark. Let's we'll probably share out. I'm sure Corporate Central has an about us. Yes. On the website yep. and stuff like that, so people can find out more mm-hmm. about Corporate Central. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those opportunities, maybe DE. Yeah. Some of that stuff. Anything else you can think of? Let me know. We'll share out some links. Um, and also friendly reminder that you can find us on Anchor. And iTunes, and um, these are going to be right in the same feed along with the Simplicity Show, just a name change. We didn't leave you. So you should remain subscribed if you're already a subscriber. (laughs) If you're not a subscriber, find your favorite podcast app and hit that subscribe button because we would like you to stick around. Well, first of all, you want to stick around so you can find out the rest of Mark's story. Mm Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the, literally the most compelling pitch I have for you right now. <laughs> and bring your friends. Right. Yep. Share this episode and then get them hooked, ready to hear right. the, re- the rest of the story. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, special thank you, Mark. Thank you so much for coming up to hang out with us. And thank you again for sharing just your story and that, as Sue said, that big O opportunity to head back to the Philippines. And we do absolutely look forward to hearing about that trip. Thank you, listeners, friends, for tuning in. This is Sue and Vince reminding you that life's awesome if you make it awesome. We'll see you next time.